0: Thank you. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Steve Hellwagon in just a moment. Yes, we are just three days away from the clash in South Bend, Ohio State at Notre Dame. Steve and I are going to get into all of that. Before we get to that, I want to let you guys know about one of our sponsors. I've been talking about these guys a lot. I love this company. AG1, the Daily Foundational Nutrition Supplement. That supports whole body health. I drink AG1 every morning. And I since I've started, I have more energy. And I just feel better in general. You guys, I was skeptical of the taste. But AG1 tastes very good. They have a customer in me. And I recommend it to you guys. And we'll get to it in a moment. But they, they're going to give you guys some free stuff thanks to the Bucknuts Morning 5. AG1 replaces your multivitamin or your probiotic or whatever else in one simple drink. Creating a manageable daily habit. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com bucknuts. That's drinkag1.com bucknuts. Check it out. Let's also check out Steve Hellwagon. Steve, we're going to get into the keys to beating Notre Dame. Uh, Wow. Um, Let's start with this. I mean, if you're an Ohio State fan, how confident should you be in your opinion entering this game three nights from now?
1: Man, this is a toss-up game. Uh, I mean, the odds makers have it, Ohio State, you know, minus two, minus three, whatever it is. And uh, the home field advantage is usually three points. So, you know, you figure they're thinking it's less than a touchdown for Ohio State. It To me, it, it's a toss-up. Uh, I think Notre Dame has played four really good games. I think Ohio State's probably played one and a half really good games. And uh, the quality of the opponent certainly hasn't been good for Ohio State. About the only good opponent Notre Dame's played is maybe NC State on the road. Doesn't look like Navy's going to be much of anything this year either, so – uh, although maybe they – did they beat Memphis last week? I don't know. I, I forget. It all, it all runs together. any rate, uh, I, I don't know that you need to be all that confident, to be honest with you. I think you just go into the game hoping for the best. I mean, this is where it's at in uh, 2023. I mean, it, you, you've got a good team. You have the potential to have a great team if they put it all together like they did. Uh, this past Saturday against Western Kentucky, but but now you have to go back out and do it again on the road in a hostile environment. There are a lot of factors, a lot of reasons why you wouldn't pick Ohio State to win this game, but I think, you know, just the same. I mean, they've got some great players on, that, on their side of the ball as well. You talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. and potentially JT Tui Malo out, you know, if he has a breakthrough breakout type game, um, you know, there's there's a lot of things that can go Ohio State's way. Travion Anderson, they get him in the open field once or twice, he's gone. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, this is going to be a fun game, I think. I don't know if it's going to be like the, remember the Notre Dame Clemson game a few years ago with Ua Galele and and you know how that went back and forth. It was like a 44-41 game or whatever it was. But uh I wonder if we're we're looking at a shootout here.
0: By the way, Memphis came back and beat Navy last week 28 to 24. Yeah. In Memphis. Midshipman yeah. had a lead, and Memphis came back and won that game 28 to 24. All right. Yeah. So all right, let's start with the defense. Keys to beating Notre Dame. Obviously, you got to contain Hartman, uh, you know, and it's the old Dan Patrick, you know, yeah, you, you know, you you're you not going to, you know, you can only hope to contain him, you know, like, you're not going to shut him down. You can only hope to contain him. Um, he's not a great quarterback, but he's a very good college quarterback, dare I say, maybe he is a great college quarterback, uh, at least a very good college quarterback. What are the keys to containing Hartman in this game, Steve?
1: Well, I think you have to do what you did this past week against Western Kentucky. And I heard Jim Knowles talk today, and one of the questions I would have had was similar to what I think it was Nathan Baird sitting next to me asked the question um, about the pass rush. And to me, uh, their quarterback, uh, Austin Reed, was under constant duress from what I could discern. And I think I wrote down at least six or seven times where he was under duress to the point where he just threw it out there and there was not a human being anywhere near where he threw the ball, whether he threw it over to the sideline or just into an open area back toward the line of scrimmage or whatever. He just had to get out of the play because it was he was going to get sacked. So uh, that's the kind of pressure that Ohio State needs to exert on Hartman. And it's not entirely sacking him four times or three times or something like that. Although you always, always take that because it puts them behind and down and distance on third down. It means they got to punt the ball. or or kick a field goal. Um, so to me, uh, what I saw with Reed, they were getting in his face and making him make a decision with the football before he was ready to, to make it. And I think that impacted uh, how poorly Western Kentucky was able to play. They're not used to that type of, of you know stifling type pressure. It was a mismatch in some regards, Big Ten versus a conference USA opponent, but Ohio State finally flexed its muscles and took advantage of the mismatch, which they hadn't done against Indiana or even Youngstown State. So to me that's the kind of pressure you have to exert on Sam Hartman is make him uncomfortable. Now, the flip side of that, uh, and one other part of that is your coverage. I think Denzel Burke, uh, what, what is it, uh, you know, water covers two-thirds of the earth and Denzel Burke covers the other one-third or something like that. He's been fabulous. Now, they're stepping up in class, going to be better route runners, faster receivers, bigger, stronger receivers this week. Is he going to be able to play the same kind of Denzel Burke great coverage game? We're going to find out. But uh, the coverage has been very good. You know, there was a pass interference penalty here or there. You know, a safety got burned for a big play here or there. I mean, you know, you you can give up a couple plays a game if you have to, but you don't want to. But uh, to to me, uh, the other part of it is Hartman is a great distributor of the football. We talked about it yesterday on our instant reaction. Uh, the, The stats kind of are glaring. 17 people have caught passes in four games Nine of them have scored touchdowns on receptions in four games. Those are pretty, pretty glaring statistics and just kind of shows you what kind of a distributor Hartman is. And one more thought on him when I watched him against NC state is he got, the first half was a little wonky, but as he came back from the weather delay and got into a groove, he was fitting it in the tight windows and just picking NC state apart. So I think one of the tight ends had two good touchdown catches and, it was uh it was a I mean they were up 45-17 at NC State before NC state may have you know scored one at the end to kind of window dress it up a little better but uh, they blew them out and I think NC state's probably a six and six seven and five type team so it's not like you know they went out and beat a team that's Penn state's caliber or anything like that but impressive on the on the road nonetheless Ohio State's got to play great pass defense no doubt about it
0: We'll get to the offense in just a moment for the Buckeyes. One more question to Steve about the Buckeyes defense. I mean, obviously, Hartman can run the ball as well. Obviously, he can throw it. He's a willing runner. But they have this, as Day said, as Tim May asked the question, they have this smash mouth running attack, and then they throw it over the top. Um, But they have a very good junior running back. They have an excellent offensive line. They might have the best left tackle in college football. Um, how does Ohio State slow down this running game?
1: I think it begins up front. Obviously, uh, Audrick Estime, 227-pound running back, is outstanding running between the tackles, and uh, he turns out five, six yards of carries, kind of like this is one the old-timers will remember, Raymond Harris, just kind of a quiet four, five-yard yeah, four, four, five guy every time he touched it, and uh, if not more, and uh, Estime, you better hit him, you know, at the line of scrimmage and wrap him up because he's going to keep those those big legs churning and he's going to, you know, pull drive forward for yardage. So uh, to me, that that's it. Going to have to gang tackle and uh, going to have to uh, going to have to play. I think Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers are going to have to get off blocks and uh, make plays. And I think if. If they have the kind of game that they had this past week, it's Western Kentucky. Then they'll probably be looking okay at this. But if not, then Notre Dame's going to push 150, 200 yards rushing, and that's going to be hard for Iowa State to overcome. I, again, it's like a Michigan game: the team that runs it the 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 best for the most yards is probably the team that's going to win it because they're going to dominate the football, and um, you know that that'll be hard for the other team to overcome because, you know if you dominate running the football you could flip the field position and, and do so many things uh, in the in the course of the game that you know you, you don't think about as, as it's going on but psychologically when they just keep you know moving the chains you know methodically with that run game and then take that shot over the top uh you know it, it's it's a it's a good offense I mean they're one of the top offenses in college football but part of that's who they've played also navy. Tennessee State, NC State, and Central Michigan last week. Not exactly Murderer's Row. <laughs>
0: That's exactly right. As you and I were talking about yesterday uh, with our colleague Patrick Murphy on the aforementioned instant reaction after um, the press conference yesterday, man, I can't wait to see how Kyle McCord reacts to this. He's going to tell me everything I need to know about this young man. I can see the arm talent. I can see why Ryan Day likes him. Um, I, you know, I like his, his stature. How is he going to mentally react to this? I mean, physically too, but how is he going to mentally react to this? A huge game. Notre Dame's going to be throwing everything at him that he hasn't seen on film. He's on the road, hostile environment, primetime game, the game of the week in college football, the game of the month in college football. I, I can't wait. And I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, Steve. I'm curious where you're at. Um, I can't wait to see how Kyle McCord handles this cuz it's going to tell us a lot about Kyle McCord for the rest of the season and the rest of his Ohio State career.
1: Yeah, this is you only get so many of these opportunities to play in these matchup type games. I mean, this one Penn State and Michigan is what it's kind of coming down to based on what we've seen the early returns maybe at Wisconsin if you know in the few weeks they'll have their stuff together. Uh, They've got a good enough team to give Ohio State this type of a game. And then the postseason, if you go to the Big Ten championship or the playoff, certainly those games would be on this magnitude as well. So maybe you play five or six of these a year, and he's only going to be the quarterback at Ohio State this year and next year. So, uh, you know, you get 10, 12 of these opportunities. you got to make them count. And if you don't win them, you know, you're, you're kind of putting yourself behind the eight ball. I mean, they can still get into the playoff, but they almost have to run the table the rest of the way to do that, to get to 12 and one to kind of force their way into the playoff as the big 10 champion. Uh, it's not an automatic berth or anything by, by any means, but it uh, would definitely uh, I would think put them in if they're able to beat Michigan and Penn state and whoever comes out of the West. So uh, you don't want to leave it to that. You you, Last year you got into the playoff despite losing to Michigan in part because you beat Notre Dame. And so this is, you know, an important game at so many levels. And, you know, you talk about a guy's legacy. I mean, this is only his, what will it be, his fifth career start, three this year previously and one two years ago, fifth career start. And we're already talking about the guy's legacy. And, uh, you know, you go out on the road and if you truly are a Final Four-type team, a playoff team, these are the kind of games you have to go on the road and win. And these are the kind of games national championship teams go on the road and win. So we've seen that. And uh, that's what that's what this Ohio State team is being tasked to do. Either you get it done or you don't, and, you know, we know what the score is. So uh, I, I look at it, uh, you know, is it a referendum game on Ryan Day? No, not by any means. There's so many more games left to play this season. But uh, for Kyle McCord, I mean, just think of the benefit. If he goes out there, throws for 250 yards, a couple touchdowns, avoids an the interception, they win the game, and now he's got that experience in his back pocket, and it really serves him well when they go on the road later in the year at Wisconsin, at Michigan. Uh, it, it just means so much. So, yeah, there, there's this – all, all eyes are going to be on number six to see how he responds. And I thought he did great this past week coming back from an early turnover. That, that second quarter, they said, send that one to the Louvre. That was pretty good.
0: Steve and I are going to get back to Ohio State football in just a moment. Stick with us. We want to tell you guys about another one of our great sponsors, Jonathan Green Grass Seed. They have a message for you guys and a way you can get a great deal. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see on the ticker right now. Here is their message for you. Hey there, Bucknutters. Do you want your lawn to be the best on the block, but not sure where to start? That's where Jonathan Green comes in. Their lawn care products are the secret to achieving the lawn of your dreams. With over 130 years of experience, Jonathan Green is a name that you can trust for quality lawn care. Their Black Beauty Grass Seed is especially formulated to thrive in your region, whether you're in the Midwest, Northeast, or anywhere in between. Planting Jonathan green grass seed is easy. Just spread it on your lawn, water it, and watch it grow. It's that simple. In no time at all, you'll see thick, lush, dark green grass. that's the envy of your neighborhood. And Here's the best part, Buckeye fans. Jonathan green grass seed is naturally dark green in color. That means you'll spend less money on fertilizer, and your lawn will look amazing all season long. And this grass seed is super drought tolerant, which means a smaller water bill for you. It can stand up to the toughest Ohio summers with ease. Plus, Jonathan Green grass seed has been formulated to be insect and disease resistant. That means less pesticides around your home, creating a safer environment for your family and your pets. So don't wait any longer. Make your neighbors green with envy and turn your lawn into a showstopper with Jonathan Green grass seed. Visit JonathanGreen.com. Use coupon code BuckNuts10 to get 10% off your author. Visit JonathanGreen.com and use coupon code BuckNuts10 to get 10% off your order. Jonathan Green, quality lawn since 1881. All right, Steve, let's get back to matters of Ohio State football. You know, I mean, we talked about our X factors on our instant replay yesterday, our instant reaction. Um, JT, I mean, you can name a bunch of different guys. Pat said Kate Stover. I said JT. You were going to say JT. You mentioned some other guys. You don't have to just name one. Get into some guys, not that we know are going to step up, like Marvin Harrison Jr. There were some guys that, like, maybe are kind of, like, you know, right on that cusp that really need to step up in this game.
1: How about G. Scott? You know, he's kind of scratched the surface a couple times this year. Maybe they unveil him as a weapon. How about Carnell Tate, the freshman, got his first touchdown pass the other day against uh, uh, Western Kentucky from Devin Brown. Maybe he's a guy that – that. Uh, can get into the end zone and make a, a big play. Chip Treonum had a 40-yard touchdown run the other day in relief of Trevion Henderson. Maybe he's a guy with this rugged running style that uh, can get in there and mix things up. He played really well against Indiana in the season opener. So, uh, you know, there's three guys right there. Xavier Johnson is a guy who hasn't been heard from yet on offense. Caught touchdown passes against Notre Dame and Georgia last year. Maybe he's a guy that uh, gets it. I mean, you're expecting – your best players to play their best football in the biggest games. And that's Marvin Harrison, Jr., Emeka, Buka, Travion Henderson. If Notre Dame shuts, you know, any of those three down, you know, to where you, they're not really a factor in this game. I mean, our, our famous line is you look around in the third quarter and say, you know, for just as an example, is, is Emeka Buka playing in this game? And he's played every play just because he hadn't caught a pass yet. That's kind of our, our funny line, but uh Let's hope we're not giving each other funny lines like that in the third quarter. Let's hope that they're all getting off and making big plays. Over on defense, unsung hero, you know, guy that that would change the game, you know, if he could just hold on to that football. How about uh, Josh Proctor? I mean, he's had a couple of interceptions this year go in and out of his hands. And if he gets one from Sam Hartman, I mean, that would mean the world. So, uh, you know, maybe him. Uh, I think either Sawyer – would it be great if Sawyer and Tui Malo Al both have their first sacks of the season in week four at Notre Dame against Sam Hartman and the Fighting Irish one way or the other. I think that would mean the world as well. They're, they're sung heroes. We need those guys to play like what's uh, on the back of their baseball card here and – uh and, uh, and really bring it. So, you know, those are some guys that, you know, they're not down the line guys, but they're guys that Ohio State's counting on to make plays in this game, and uh, they're going to be out there. What we've seen on defense in particular is Jim Knowles is sticking with Sawyer, Tyleek Williams, and Tui Maloow. He is sticking with Chambers and Eichenberg, and he is sticking with Burke, and he is sticking with Proctor and Lathan Ransom those six or seven guys, if it is a meaningful play and the game is within 23 points, those guys will be on the field. Forget about CJ Hicks, forget about, you know, Sonny Styles. you know, last week didn't get to play as much, you know, forget about, you know, Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry, although those guys got to play a little bit as well. Uh, that, that core nucleus of six or seven guys is your defense. And, and, Uh, If those guys play great, then they're going to win the game. If those guys are getting trucked and not making plays, then it will not be a good game.
0: Great insights from Steve Hellwagon. Appreciate it very much, Steve. Thank you to everybody for tuning into the show. We appreciate it very much. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day.